Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. To call a man transparent is to attack his soul, his very being. It can be received as the ultimate insult. Unless, that is, the man in question is actually, literally see-through. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Shanklin and his olive-skinned friend, Dave. Hello and welcome to this episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. Tom Shanklin. Okay, boy. Hi, Dave. You right? Yeah, fine. How are you? All right, I'm, I'm right, not right. fine. I'm not fine. I don't know why I say that. That's just like an automatic response. Yeah. How are um, you? I've got a slight dry head still from Saturday. Uh, win or lose on the booze. That's the way it goes. You are such a laddiator. You always have been, haven't you? No, well, I think I've turned a corner now. I don't think I'm a laddiator anymore. Um, I Can't went out after it. the game and I just felt really old. Yeah. Didn't really enjoy it. I wish I just stayed in the Marriott in the hotel bar. Yeah. Had a few drink, drinks and sung songs. But I was, yeah. Went down to a, a couple of clubs and don't do it, mate. Just stood there. Saw um, Alad Brew. Oh yeah, yeah, looking sharp. He got man of the match at the weekend for Bath. He did. Oh. He's done well, hasn't he, for you boys? Not I say for you. you boys. I'm neutral now. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, wearing Bath top then? Yeah. Well, cut me, cut me in half. I'm blue, black, and white. Is it? Um. Yeah. He's done really well. Cut me in actually. half. I I bleed uh, River Avon. Cut me in half. I bleed gravy. Um. Yeah, so I saw him. Um, so yeah, I'm Brew still. Dog. Do you know? Do you ever get to the point where you have a hangover and it hits you on the second day probably more than it does on the first day because you're still a bit tipsy? Yeah. Do you know what? I I don't get the tipsy bit. I get. I just want everyone to piss off. Yeah. That's how I get. And I went out and got pissed on Friday night, which we'll talk about in a minute, but. Of course you did. Because I bloody, I bloody well can. Lager, <laughs> cider. <laughs> Gentlemen, choose your weapons. And uh, Different drinks for different needs. Yeah, but Saturday, Sunday, I was working and I was absolutely fine. Really? Yes. 
So maybe I'm. I went out. I went out about five years ago, mate. Uh, great. Oh, well mate. done. No, about five years ago, great mate. I went out into town. I forget what it was. It was like I was working at a bath game or something, and I had a couple of pints after the game with some of the staff and some of the players that come up to the lounge and whatever. And it's like coming into town. There's a club called Second Bridge in Bath. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So we went out and I remember walking in there and I was with Nick Scott. He played on the wing for Bath then. Then he went to London Welsh and whatever, a hell of a boy. And I was with Nick Scott and a few other lads who are a lot younger than me. I walked into Second Bridge and I went straight to the bar. I was like, my round, boys, because um, I'm the oldest, you know, it's my round. So I got a round of drinks in and the drinks arrived. I paid for them. I turned around and thought, oh my God, you are fat, you are bald. I'm going to talk about myself here, not someone else I saw. I thought you, and- I thought you'd met a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been married happily married ever since um and you're i thought i'm wearing chinos and a check shirt I was like get out and i literally i literally said cheers to the boys put my drink down and walked and i've never been back in there did you drink the drink no of course you did shopped it um do left-handed know straight armed it i don't do as much tv as you but i look, can't looks thing, I though, can't. <laughs> sex sells mate it's a personality thing i can't uh i'm really terrible the next day on mm. TV, if I've had a drink, so yeah. I don't tend to do any alcohol. Yeah, if I know I've got a gig the next day, uh, I'm I'm the same. I don't go. I don't get pissed the night before TV, but I did get pissed the night before. Um, I wasn't smashed. I had a few load of drinks uh, the night before England, the England game at the weekend. But yeah. what I had to do the next day was just put bin liner on and yeah, just yeah. look aggressive. It was almost more fun if you're a bit hungover, actually, because okay. you can tell the guests about it and stuff, and it's. And Benny Kay was in much worse nick than me, so. Um, and I loved your laces at the, on the weekend. I Stonewall. Saw, I saw the, I saw the opening scene of your Channel Five highlight show. I'm saving it to later. Yeah. Okay. Hope, we go, hope we go to sleep at night. But yeah. Explain to me what the laces are. Stonewall. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all about inclusivity, so it's including and welcoming in and having the back of the LGBT community. Um, Explain and to our listeners what the LGBT. It's TV, RSV. LGBT is lesbian, gay, LG, B, bisexual, T, transgender. So anyone from all of those groups, and really from any group you want, it's just saying that rugby is a game for all and you can come and play, you can come and watch, do that sort of stuff, is and you're welcome. A trisexual's in there. Um, What's a trisexual? Try anything once. <laughs> Ali G. It's Ali G's joke. <laughs> My uncle's trisexual. He'd try anything. Uh, he'd try anything sexual. Yeah, so it's it's a nice message. Oh, it's, one, it's one of those things. I I personally think rugby doesn't need to tell people how inclusive it is, but the fact that it does is great. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So I saw that straight away. I thought, God, they've got the same shoes on again because I know you've got a pair of shoes that Nick Mullins wears. You love them. They're blue with a little bit of white around them. Mm. Um, I would never take fashion tips of a guy who's over 50, mm. but you do. Well done. But I saw your shoes straight away. Nick Mullins often... Or I would say often slash generally looks better than everyone else. I'd say he looks he looks great. Does generally. he wear tapered slash skinny jeans? He wears jeans that fit really nicely. I'm not speaking to anyone now who has flared jeans or bell bottom jeans. My issue is I got so I got this. So this I'm not speaking to Mike Tyndall because he loves them flared. Does he? Yeah. Oh, no, he no. did the commentary on uh, BBC highlights. I could not tell it was him for ages. So I think he did it with Chris Jones, who was first voice. Because BBC show the highlights, don't they? Of yeah. The well, you've got game. something for everyone there, haven't you? You've got posh and educated Chris Jones, and then you've got Mike. But I could not tell it was him. He, he was so softly spoken. Yeah, just gentle guys, I had to re- I had to rewind it back to the start to see who the commentators were. 
Well, he's such a gentle guy until he's had eight pints of lager. Yeah. And then he's back. Then he goes from Windsor to Wakefield again. Until he gets his bayonet out. (laughs) (laughs) What's he like with that thing? God, the old, um, yeah, the old Saturday night post-match circumcisions. They were such good fun. Um, Yeah, so uh, I got a bit more grief for my, um, my new coat this week. Good. You'd wear it. Of course I would. Yeah, and someone sent me a picture of you on Friday Neat on the telly wearing something very similar. So uh, Partridge gloves they were. Oh, was it your Partridge gloves? Yeah. With a driver's gloves, extra purchase. Extra purchase, yeah. Yeah. I tried to get John Thomas to wear them at the start, but he wouldn't. Why not? He's a boy. He did, I don't know. I said, go on, wear it, mate. Go on. Go on. People will love it. Just try him. Just once. Just try him. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was on the TV. Oh, God. Um, I've had two more Twitter followers since that. What game was it? Uh, it was Blues Connaught at the Arms Park. It's actually oh, that's a big one. It was actually a good game. I'm being I'm being uh, facetious, uh, but it, I know, know you are. But both teams, Connaught want to play like a fast attacking game. They want to play wide. So do the Blues. They got this philosophy of pass and play. So there's a lot of tries. Not going to go into it. But good. The Blues won. But a player called Owen Lane won Man of the Match. A winger. Yeah. Come through the set. Come through the sevens yeah, he's for good. Wales. He's good. He's big. Yeah. He's fast. He's aggressive. Yeah. He's good in the air. The work rate from his right wing to his left wing, I think for Ollie Robinson's try, you know, you can't coach that. That's just sheer desire, sheer yeah. want. Um so it was a good win for the Blues. Well, he's got he's got two of he's got two of the three things you need to be a world class winger. He's big and he's quick. Okay, yeah, given that. Um mm. so one for the future, nineteen years old, one man of the match. Oh well done. But Again, I was really cold. Mate we've, mate, we've all been a great prospect, haven't we? It's whether you come through or not. Yeah. I chose a different path. I chose, I wanted to give something back. It's like, oh yeah, let's go and be a legend. Let's get 70 caps or go on lines tours and earn loads of money. It's like, well, you sort yourself out. What about all those kids that don't get the opportunities? That's where I come I can in. I relate to that a little bit. You know, Charity. Clive Woodward asked me to play for England. I said, no, you know, I want to test myself. Mm. I'm going down the, the Welsh route. Test yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's too easy, that one. My my theory is, and you know my theory, that you're a very good player. Um, and there are lots and lots of Welsh players who've got a lot of caps who absolutely were fantastic, world-class, top-of-the-range players. But there are also <clears throat> a lot of players in countries like Wales, Scotland, Ireland to an extent, but Wales and Scotland certainly. <clears throat> I think me, you're allergic who, to the mics. Who've got, who got loads of caps, yeah. Who've got loads of caps because there are only two or three players playing elite rugby in their position in the whole country. So you're just going to get loads. Let's try for four minutes without a flatman cough. I know. What is it? don't know. Do you know what it is? I reckon every time I come to meet you to do this somewhere, en route, I'm I'm addicted to service station coffees. The Costa Express is not sponsored. I should be because I put about 30 grand a year into those fucking machines. But I'm addicted and they're quite... Um, why just those know, machines? Though? Why don't you just go to a normal? No, I like the machine one. Barista. I hate I hate crap coffee, but I love that crap coffee. Okay. You can tell it's not sponsored now because it is crap. Um, but I love it. It's probably because it's full of sugar. No, I put sweeteners in mine. Can no, you t- but a lot. A lot. Can of you cof- tell? And it's paying off. A lot, a lot of the coffees you get from those machines is very sugary already. That's no, not adding sugar. No, well, look next to us. Oh, by the way, we haven't told you where we are. We'll tell you in a sec. But a couple of spaces. A couple of meters over there's a um, like a horse van and someone is the driver in the horse van is a woman in a fleece and she has either just keeled over and perished or she is sleeping in the front seat of a horse van in the most uncomfortable position she's so small this human that she's sitting in her driver's seat and she's fallen or she's like 
put fallen down to the right. I mean, if I fall, I'm, I'm in my driver's seat now. We're in my car, by the way. We'll tell you in a sec. If I fall down to my right, I'd headbutt my window. But she's so small, okay, she actually fits sideways on her driver's seat. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to do the visuals because people will be listening to this thinking, God, God, I have to close my eyes now. Our poor listeners. By uh, the way, someone said to me the other day, loads of people have said to me too, um, that they listened to last week's pod and it's the best sound quality we've ever had for by a mile. What studio did you use? And I said... 2017 Ra- Road. Range Rover Sport SVR model. Thank you very Albany much. Albany Road. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, um, where are we? We're in the. I think it's called Seven View Services on the old Seven Bridge M48. What a shithole this is. Yeah, it's not the best services. It used to be a lot bigger. Um, it used to have a big restaurant out the back, but then obviously when they built their second Seven Bridge, um, no, not many people go this way. What unless a shithole. Unless you're going to Chepstow. Or there's traffic. There you so go, there two, two minutes, Flatman Cough. Yeah, sorry. there we are. Um, um, so do you know who opened this services, by the way? Um, Not a joke. Do you know who opened it? Let me have, Phil de Glanville. No, better than that. Look over there. We're in the car park, right? Um, look at those picnic benches that no one's ever sat on. It's all overgrown and minging. See, there's a big stone in front of it. Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones opened these services. Which one? Well, you'll make the count, I reckon. It's not going to be the journalist, is it? Lots. We'll have a go, we'll have a look at the after. See what Let's just go with it. Okay. Yeah. Steve. <coughs> oh, that cough of mine. <laughs> um, so yeah, Saturday then we had um, two hundred and thirty, I think, in hospitality with us in the Marriott Hotel. We had Justin Marshall. What's your hospitality company called again? I don't know, generic experiences. Um, Xavier Rush was in as well. Really oh, wow. good. Oh wow. And I did a bit on the Q and A, and we had a guy called Adrian Davis, the Wizard. Okay, he was a squash player. Yeah. Um, he emceed it very good. I saw pictures. I couldn't work out who was very inappropriate for uh, with some jokes, but I love them. Yeah, so he pushed it a bit far, did he? Yeah, you know, eighty percent love them, twenty percent don't. Yeah, but you know, I don't know if twenty percent didn't either. I think you, c- you can't please them all all the time. I think everyone loved it really. So very very good day, uh, apart from the result really. But what do we expect? I don't know where all this optimism came from from Wales. It no, seemed no, the, it's in the last week. It seemed everyone was like pretty confident this was the best time and chance to take New Zealand yeah but it's how, it's how we all get through life isn't it mate you know I used to I used to walk into my A-levels thinking I'm going to do alright here and then I walk out thinking I've done alright there and I get my result and it was shit because I didn't do any work and it's like it's optimism it's how we survive otherwise what's the we'd all just grind to a halt I'm a little bit different I think I hate people until I like them it takes a bit of time you see the worst in everything um, but that's we probably level each other out because I trust everyone and think everyone's really nice and then they screw me over and I end up paying back £700 a month for seven years on a property deal that went wrong. On a wife that went wrong. Well, sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah. £700 a month I paid for seven years. To Honestly. Get, to get you off? No, to pay, off, to pay off this thing that didn't work. Mm. Do you know who rescued us in the end? Um, let me have a get Annika Rice. How do you know that? <laughs> What's it? No, it's Timmy Mallet. No, it was. Uh, I tell you, who rescued us in the end was um, John Regis. No, oh, it wasn't. Bear Grylls. <laughs> it was. Remember Ray Mears. Remember Ryan Davis, who played fly half for Bath and then Bristol a bit. Yeah. Came from Colston's. Really talented young bloke. Him. Um, so he's, he had a nickname that's going to offend uh, three of our listeners or something. We we all called him Pikey, and he called himself Pikey. And when he texts me now, he's academy coach at Bath now. He texts me and he always signs his text the Pike or the Pikey. You know. So yeah. So we're laughing with them, not out them. Well, he's not, and he's not. A pikey doesn't mean 
uh, gypsy traveling folk where I'm from. It's a just, fish. It's a fish, isn't it? Pi- pikey just means a scumbag, whether they're middle class, upper class, working class, whatever. It's someone who's a scumbag. Someone who walks along with flobs on the floor, that's a bit pikey. It doesn't actually mean traveling folk or whatever it is. So anyway, we, we all assumed he lived in um, like fish ponds in Bristol, we always said, and he had he had a house with big golden lions on the gates and everything. Nice. All untrue. But we loved him. And um, his dad, Tony, who you wouldn't call anything, uh, met me one day for a coffee and said, you're getting done over here, mate. These guys that are doing you over are assholes. Get out now. I'll sort this out. And he basically stopped us getting completely knifed by these two twats and yeah. um, saved us a load of money. All right. So I'm true trusting, mate. That's me, though. Um, where were you on Saturday? Um, you were kids in the stadium. Giving them a tour and your pink jumper. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. So what we what we did was I I was with Old Mutual Wealth who sponsored the series and they have a facility in the cha- in um in inside Twickenham within yeah. the bowels and Benny Kay is their host and you can imagine he's very very good. Um, but every week they kind of bring another lad in. So Ugo's done it. I think I've done it now. And um, we have a quick chat about the game with the guests and people ask questions. And then after the game. Marrow came in and Jamie George came in and just got like... Were you hosting or were you... Be- co-hosting. Okay. Benny's the main host, but I will chime in with questions. I'll go around the crowd and get questions off people, but it's brilliant. So, okay. Matt, they're just great fellas. And, you know, someone said, Jamie, what made you pick, you know, sort of, sort of the sort of questions are, what made you pick rugby over, you know, I've got a son who's 10 and he likes all different sports. How do you know which sport is going to be the one for you? Should he just keep playing them all? And I'm at the back of the room on the mic, and I said, you know, he was a fat bastard. So he you're had like, choice. The- oh, it's great fun. And Jamie's like, you know, look in the mirror, you fat bastard. But it's really, really lovely vibe, and everyone's laughing and having a few beers. But there were loads of kids there. So Old Winter Wealth do this thing. You asked a question, so I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Now and again, you turn up at these commercial things, and you don't quite know what to expect, and you know you're getting a fee, and you're going to try and do a good job, and that sort of stuff. But I did a couple of bits with Hugo for Old Mutual Wealth. I think I stepped in last minute for someone else, to be frank, but that's fine. But we went to these rugby clubs and Old Mutual Worth have this thing called a Kids First Champion thing. And what it means is these clubs get awarded, like I think, like money slash kit equipment, that sort of stuff, if they p- can prove that they put the kids first. And there's this, there's this amazing stuff. And put Old Mutual Worth aside, they have this whole no winning and losing for kids. I've always thought, oh, that's bollocks, it's rubbish, you need to lose in life. And it turns out it's not bollocks at all. Like these kids are, the attendances are way up. They're way more likely to stay in sport beyond their teens, all that sort of stuff. So they, if you give two kids a ball, they compete. So you're not removing competition. Um, that's, there's going to be competition anyway, but all these things. And then it, it's things like who are the best coaches in a club? So if you have an amateur rugby club down the road, Avon Cliff Rugby Club, whatever, and they've got under eights all the way through to the first team. The best coach is always coaching the first team. At these clubs, the best coach every season gets put back with the un- puts the number eights at uh, the under eights. So the best coaches are coaching the kids, and the people that need the least coaching get the least experienced coaches. Okay, so it's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, as a result, oh, was that not it? <coughs> fucking cough. Anyway, there are loads of kids around, and they had these kids doing the guard of honour and going out, running out with the team and stuff. So I went down and met these kids in the changing room, and it was nice. So, is that long enough answer for you, boy. Have a breath. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So... Rugby. Rugger. Uh, I reckon we've got to start with Scotland, yeah. Australia. Yeah. Scotland, 53. Australia, 24. Let me say that again. Scotland, 53. Australia, Australia 24. 24. Now, we bet last week um, for Leo Vegas, for the kids, the mm. children, that we both thought Australia would win after the backlash of England. Sorry, kids. Um, but, Wow. Scotland did not see that result coming at all. Love it, absolutely love it. Uh, Kepu Red did not help. No, and he and he's a really really good player as well. <sighs> Do you know what? I just I don't think that was a red card. I mean, I'll put it out there. I know he, he dives in with a shoulder, but Hamish Watson gets in that stage where anyone who's played rugby knows it. You get your head in there as soon as you look up, it's going to be taken off. That's why you're taught when you're young to when you are jacking for the ball, get over there, keep your head down. He comes up, um, Kepu comes flying in and connects on, it doesn't, yeah, it connects on his head really, but it, I think Hamish Watson makes more of a meal of it than actually. I'm going to call it, you think he makes a meal Hesky of it? I think he does a little bit, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call call him Sakopi because we're props. Yep. And therefore brothers. But that happened on 39 minutes, so. It's Sakopi Kepu's responsibility to not whack into the head and neck of another player no matter how he's running in, yeah. falling, colliding. I know, I know. Red I all know. day, mate. Your head's gone. No, excuse the pun. A... Excuse the pun. I'm just worried that we, the game is going to become too soft and anyone and players can't, cannot do anything. It's going to become... There's going to be TMOs jumping in every single tackle because something's gone on. For me, that was a yellow card, not a red card. Your head's gone. It is. It is gone a little bit. And I'm, but I, I I'm reckon still slightly hungover. Put yourself out there for... 40 minutes in your boots and then when you come back in ask yourself if the game's gone soft these guys beat the shit out of each other they've just no, got not. to protect everyone's heads that's all well, look, there's still big tackles there's still big hits there's there's less room out there than there was 10 years ago because defence is a lot tighter but if if that's given us red and, every, and they're looking at every single breakdown I 
I'm wor- I'm worried that the TMO is going to jump in too much and you're not going to be able to do anything. You literally have to tackle them below the knees or you're off. Anyway, um, my head has gone. Your um, head's gone. You're still, you're still hungover. You're still dehydrated. You're grumpy. Do you know what the, the moment for me was? What? Um, well, actually, Stuart Hogg injured himself at the start of the game. Mm. Poor bloke. Yeah. Um, McGuigan comes in. Yeah. I think Maitland goes to 15. Yeah. Um, but the, the highlight of the game two for me... Two class players. Yeah, two class players. The highlight of the game for me um, was the Maitland try, which is on about 45 minutes. Uh, mm. The ball goes loose. Maitland mm. sprinting down the left-hand wing. Watch Simmons running back, the Australian four. He's either got cramp or there's sand underneath his feet. Like, he's absolutely knackered and he's trying to run back. And Poor guy. Second rows are fast. I don't care what you say. Second rows are fast. Rangy, they, aren't they? Yeah, they've got ranger, They've got long strides. Once they pick up a bit of momentum, they've got speed. They've all got good engines these days But as if, well. you, if you get to have a look at that, oh my gosh. Wasn't like me chasing down Epi Tione, no was way, it? No way, no way. In 01. Also, I like... Finn Russell has gone to another level with Ali Price at nine. Scotland is so much better with Ali Price Shame at nine. Shame Finn Russell's leaving Scotland, isn't it? It bit? is. And he saw, his, he saw his quick tap underneath the posts to Hugh Jones, who cannot stop scoring. Just slips out of, yeah. I think it's, it's either, uh, I think it might be Kundrani or Karevi's tackle. I'm not sure which one it is, but managed just, just to wriggle through and scores a lovely try. But it was just well played and it does help having... 15 men against 14 men but yeah, of course it does but you still got to go and win it you do and, and they battered them they absolutely battered them so you know it's not like they they snuck home like no. the Lions with Swan and Sunny Bill got sent off they absolutely trounced them and I reckon they had a good night out after Scotland going to be great you see what Matt Gitto tweeted he said I don't mind these Scots going well against us because I know they're going to celebrate hard through the night <laughs> they're good people England England, um, Scotland England um, we, I'm doing this thing up there and ne- in the Six Nations and you always get a choice do you want tickets or not and I'm always like nah you're alright we've spoke mm. about this before but I'm always like nah you're alright I'll watch it on telly mate but um, I'm actually going to go oh, yeah. that's the first one I've actually said I'll take ticket please and I'll go and really? sit in my gorgeous coat and watch in the stand well Wales Scotland's the first game um, for us in the Six Nations that's going to be huge oh my god you're going to get battered oh, well I don't know we, we, keep, we keep improving slightly Step no, by step. No John Davis, is it? No John Davis. No Liam Williams. Brings us on to Wales, 18. New Zealand, 33. Um, I think we all saw it coming. Of you know, we did. I don't know where this optimism came from right at the start. But I, I tweeted Wales by four. I think that set the nation off, don't you? I mean, the first try, Steph Evans misses um, Rico Ioani. Jams in. Ioani wriggles out that tackle. Hits Smith. Smith throws a lovely pass and a holo squeezes in the corner um, but you know only just got young player of the year last year I know right? and yeah. I mean we might not talk about these in order but at one stage of the game Jamie Roberts comes on at 12 Yeah. Um, Owen Williams has to move to 13 and what's clever is New Zealand have obviously seen that okay they've obviously seen that Owen Williams who's a 12 I don't think he's probably ever played 13 or defended at 13 Yeah. there's a scrum 5 metres out turn your phone off please so. And they run a move to isolate Owen Williams. Ioane gets on the outside of him. When a player like that gets on the outside of you, you've got no chance. Nice in the nights. It's very well played by New Zealand. And they, they did attack us a little bit wider. Mm. Um, if, you, if you look at the Scotland game, they really went for that 9-10 channel. For Wales, they went quite wide. And uh, shows you the... It's because John Davis wasn't playing as well. And John Davis is that type of player that would come out and spot blitz someone like Ioane. 
when he saw it coming mm-hmm. because you know if you give that guy the outside you're struggling you have to get it off the line quickly and you have to shut the space down 13 caps 11 tries at 20 years old I know I know and there's a couple of missed opportunities as well Hallam Amos drops a sitter um, they're going down the right hand side you know when the ball is just right in front of you a perfect pass to him mm. just spoons it and um, did you ever do that? yeah you always I've done one I remember against Australia I dropped one off the kickoff. I was playing wing, and it was just a sim- most simple kickoff ever. I catch it; it goes straight through the breadbasket. Idiot! It's embarrassing. You fucking idiot! Yeah, and then we have a line out five meters out. Hundred grand a week, and you're dropping Dan that. Bigger kick, Twenty five at that time. Um, Dan bigger kicks t- uh, kicks a touch five meter line out. They lose it. It's just things like this momentum. Mm. Um, but Wells but. did score a lovely try, and Hallamaymo slightly redeems himself. And it's this combination of Owen Williams and Dan Bigger, which is really good because the you ball like goes off a line out to Owen Williams, who puts it behind. Um, I think it's Scott Williams, yeah, or or someone else, one of the players, back to Dan Bigger, who hits um, Hallam Amos. Hits a lovely angle, mm. goes back to Dan Bigger, and then Scott Williams manages to score in the corner. It's a lovely, well worked try it's off gorgeous. first phase as well. It's gorgeous. We don't see many tries off first phase with Wales, but. It is still, they're still trying to find a style of play that suits. So whether it takes a month, whether it takes next year's Six Nations, it might take a little bit longer, but they have to find a style that suits. They're trying to play mm. wider. Mm. But you watch the game sometimes at Wales and they're trying to play wider. They're getting the ball wide, but they're just passing along the line. There's no angle change. They still have to work a little bit on when it is going wide. You know, you still need decoy runners. You cannot beat teams like the 70s just with hands anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Holo 2... Yuani, two tries. Shows you how dangerous they are. Well, back to square one for Wales, isn't it? Yeah, losing Reese Webb as well, although Gareth Davis is pretty decent. It's not back to square one. Um, <laughs> he scores a nice try off the bat. Josh Navidi, again, a stormer of a game. Yeah, hell of a player, isn't he? So what, that's what Andy Powell tweeted, your mate Powley. Um, he said Navidi should have been capped ages ago. Much better than Warburton. Uh, <laughs> he also tweeted that he should be the Welsh forwards coach. And he also tweeted that we should start World War Three because he couldn't get a seat on a train. I know. That was His head's amazing. gone, mate. Is it, yeah. Um, yeah, what else he tweeted? said he'd bend down and kiss all the coaches' feet if Wales won at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was, it was a decent enough game and Wales were in it for, for, for probably 50 minutes. You know, one point down How many times you said time. that? Yeah, but it's just a fact, mate. Um, but... What really sets them off is the Leonard Brown try, okay? Now, Wales look pretty comfortable with the defence. Hallam Amos, again, pretty inexperienced. For some reason, decides to shoot out the line a little bit. Then he starts backtracking, but it's too late, and the ball gets into Yuani's hands, who manages to get on the outside of him. Throws uh, an offload with a couple of players on him, which goes down to Leonard Brown's feet. Amazing pickup, and mm. Brown goes over. Mm. And you look at that, and you think, right, if he'd stayed in his shape, if he'd worked with his centre, you know, he would have been able to tackle you Arnie without him getting on the outside so yeah. it's little things like that which make a huge difference mm. but what do you really expect to beat New Zealand no no so I think no. we'll take the positives it's how, many you, it's how well you play before they tear you apart at the end and we did alright we did alright for a large patch of the game but, but that was why I w- watching England Australia last week I was thinking about an hour in I was thinking New Zealand would whip them now New Zealand would go to that whatever it is that fabled extra gear they would find something else in the last quarter and mm. the last score load of tries and suddenly it'd be like hang on a minute how was that a 25 point win and England did exactly that which I thought was encouraging 
Uh, let's move on to England Samoa. You were there. I was there. I went there. I was there. Um, yeah, it was all right. It's all right. I mean, the whole, you know, the whole, it was kind of pre-match. It was all about whether England, why England weren't, the players weren't going to give the Samoan players a portion of their match fee and that oh, sort you're of right, stuff. you're all right, mate. Hey? You're all right, mate. What do you mean? Well, no, like, that's your that's your money. That's your job. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think I would have. The point, the, the for me, the point is, and I know you wouldn't have. Oh God, you love. I would have done. I'm like Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email. I remember about a year ago saying I think Flats needs to address his attitude towards money. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, maybe they're right. Um, Wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I must say I'm not. I don't. I don't actually spend my life worrying about money. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But but if you think about it. If, but it, I go. I talk about talking about it with Benny K the other day. Like when I was going to do a testimonial, I thought to myself, "It's going to be a hard sell," because I wasn't on TV all the time. Then I was effectively ostensibly a club player with a few caps in Bath, where there's no massive corporate. Or a few, there are very few massive corporate events. So we got, you want to do it in London, but well, how am I going to sell 400 spots in London? You know. So then I had the idea of right. How about I make this one of the first or the first whatever testimonial where every single penny goes to charity. So I make nothing, I don't make one penny, cover, cover my diesel and that's it. And um, and I got a call from a couple of players who are very, very good people and they said, look, we, we understand you're doing this but it absolutely ruins it for the rest of us. You make all of us look like assholes forever. And that actually, not just because they're great mates and that sort of stuff, but that's actually a really good point because everyone else will struggle after that because lots of the people, same people will get invited and the same sponsors will be invited and they will know that whatever it is, the players are taking some of the money and whatever. So it's an interesting one, but it's it's similar to this England Samoa situation. So everyone in that squad can afford a couple of grand or a grand to give for the Samoans. That isn't the point. But then they play Italy and the Italians have to do it and the Welsh and the Scots and everyone else then has to do it. But also... It's not just about match fees. It's not about that. It's about, and that now I'm hearing that, and feel free to email in or tweet whatever and tell me if I'm wrong, but now I've read that there is extra money that's held back by World Rugby for the Samoan Rugby Union, but they're only going to have they're only going to have that money released if they get their shit in order, and they don't. They keep wasting money, and money keeps being squandered and disappearing, and it, they're just bloody useless. So they, they need someone independent, probably not from Samoa, to go in there and sort it out, because you've got the president of the country is president of the rugby union, he's also, one of them's also the leader of an opposition party, and it's just carnage. If you're, if you're giving money to charity, then that's a different case, but you're not. You're giving money to Samoan rugby union, um, so yeah, it's, your, it's, it's your job. That's what you get paid for. Yeah. Um, it's not your fault that you play for England and you earn a lot of money. That's that's but just the benefit of of doing a sport that you're very good at. So, so what, what what the England players are doing then is on. If a it was like a Doddy Weir um, type of charity where you know yeah. you, or you you donated yeah. a percentage of your money to you know that that's fine. That's a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah, I think what what the England players are doing if they give money is they're being very generous, but they're first of all putting every future opposition player yeah. of Samoa in a really difficult position and not all the other countries get paid what England get paid so no, do the Italian lads then have to give a grand you know yeah. so there's that there's also they're kind of 
they're kind of they're effectively kind of bailing out the Samoan Rugby Union who are useless in and they're the ones who've landed themselves in this situation. They're also kind of um making world rugby look bad and I'm sure world rugby will have some things to answer to, but they also, I imagine, are very keen for Samoa to get themselves in order and, and flourish. So it's I think it was absolute in my my heart said just give them some bloody money because they deserve it. But actually, I think it would have been a mistake long term. Um, I thought also for Brown's try, the ball touches Danny Kerr's hand. Not that it makes a difference to the game at all because England still would have Oh, did you? Him. I thought it touched his hand and okay. probably shouldn't have been a try, but that's just me. Um, I like seeing Mike Brown score though because he gets a lot of grief. I can't believe, I can't remember who it was, but one of the Samoans could not catch a simple up and under, which eventually went into... Jamie George's hand, I think that was for the... Oh, we've all been there, mate. It's like yeah. you on that kick-off, isn't it? Yeah, so true. Uh, what I you did idiot. like, though, was Henry Slade's angle for his try. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Fonatier gets himself in so much of a pickle. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. It's not. It's just a great angle. Mm. Um, and he gets himself... He doesn't know whether to take the player coming around the back or to hit the angle, but the angle makes it, obviously. Yeah. Sam Simmons had a nice game at number eight. Yeah, he did. He did, so... I mean, do you, do you expect England to win by more, or do you think that's a fair reflection? No, I I thought they scored more points than I probably thought they would. Um, I think they did it. They did about right. Jamie George starting was an interesting one. Um, I absolutely think Dylan will be starting in the Six Nations. Okay. Um, but Jamie George did very little wrong, and he, he offers things that Dylan doesn't offer, and vice versa. But quite early on, Jamie George was out, sort of along with Johnny May, who's in the outside channels, and he's very good at recycling that ball and keeping it moving and. Bit of footwork, bit of hands. So I thought they did a nice job. Courtney Laws, Joe Launch, people like he hurt himself. Courtney Laws come off the bench. He was just bloody fantastic. I mean, what a player he! He was always a good player. What a player he's become. He's so much better than he was two years ago, and he was an England first choice player then. Um, what a player! Uh, by the way, skipping that. I mean, Eng- England against Samoa. Yeah, fine, good job, uh, good fun. Ross Moriarty leaving Gloucester is an interesting one, going to the Dragons, everyone's saying. And have you? don't suppose you read it. Have you read Gloucester's statement that came out yesterday or today about him? No, but I really do want to know what, because he, he didn't tend to get on with that. Um, is it Ackerman? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they didn't... It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's down to the club, right, to sign a player. It's not it's not the player really to go to the club to no. say what what's happening. It's, of course it's not. It's, it's down to the employer to say we want you or we don't want you. Yeah. So the, what what I read into it was that he'd had no contact about a contract. Yes. So then Ackerman says, "Well, he hasn't come and spoken to me. We've had this conversation, haven't we? But that's not how it works." But anyway, Gloucester have issued a statement, and I I could get it on my phone now, but I'm I can't don't be bother. asked. But it's along the it's about three lines long. Ross Moriarty will leave the end of the season, having been an academy product of an academy product of a Gloucester Rugby Academy product and being brought through the ranks to international level he has now agreed terms somewhere else full stop that's it it's like the most curt yeah it's the shortest most curt statement he's not Never, he's not leaving there on good terms is he basically says we made him who he is and he's taking the money now goodbye that's oh. it it's brutal grow up brutal that's what i say um yeah he's gone to the dragons so bernard jackman has sold in the dream um fair play to him it's obviously a decision with the wru as well because it'd be a, a dual contract um, it's now it's not been released yet whether George North is going there as well. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. It'd be really interesting. If I was I, a player still, I'd like I'd like to play for Bernard Jackman. I've spoke I've spoken to a few lads that have been coached by him and really? I think he's great. Yeah. Okay. Like Ollie Barkley who finds a way to not get on with some people, who gets on with a lot of people actually, but he 
he was down at Grenoble when he was there and their their um Fabrice yeah. Londre, their coach, is a mental case and a bit he said Bernard Jack was a great bloke. Ollie Bartley's becoming the new Danny Grucock, by the way. So Oh is he? Yeah. Um but you know, <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine Moriarty and George North sign for the Dragons and Moriarty has if George North as well imagine what that would do for other players then they're looking to sign all of yeah. a sudden then they've got a great success story yeah. of the the players coming to there because when you're looking for a new club it's the first thing you do is look at the team isn't it yeah what you know are there well, any sec- big names sec- there? second thing you look at isn't it yeah obviously facilities first aren't yeah. they <laughs> do you, here's a question for you okay go do facilities make any difference whatsoever no, because, uh, well, they do make a difference, but if you're getting paid a shed load more to go somewhere else, so what? All right, what if what if your Bath Rugby have got amazing facilities? Yes, okay. I don't know about Gloucester's. Gloucester's, I'm sure, are good, but let's say they're not as good as Bath's. If you're getting offered um, 220 grand a year to go to Gloucester and you're getting offered 200 grand at Bath, would you stay for the facilities? And you don't you don't mind which one you play Over for? Over how many years? Three years. It's an extra sixty grand. Two years. It's an extra forty. Um, right, two years, forty grand. Okay, forty grand in two years for I would nicer po- facilities. I would probably go to Bath because I prefer the city more, and I prefer. Okay, yeah, but it's not. We're talking facilities. Would the facilities make any difference? All right, so Gloucester versus Worcester then. Um, you can live in Cheltenham. Not, not really, unless unless it was something. Huge, like you had to travel every day, like an hour. All right, you, to you training. okay? If you live in Cheltenham, you play for Worcester or Gloucester, and it's basically the same distance, so life's easy. Yeah, no, right? it wouldn't really make a difference. Make a difference, no. would it? No, it doesn't make any difference. And I'm sure that club owners still think that facilities make a difference. You hear people talk about facilities all the time. As long as you've got a load of heavy weights, a decent pitch, and a you know an ice bath, boys don't care. Boys do not care. Right. It's a myth. No, it is. It is. Now, last week we had a bet that didn't come off. Uh, we bet Australia. You um, idiot. It's like when you drop that ball on that kickoff. Leo Vegas. Leo Vegas. Bet of the week. Um, get on the website, leovegas.com. Yep. Terms and conditions to apply. Make sure you're over 18. Now, there's one international game being played. There might be, possibly there's more, but Wales are playing Australia. It's an extra game. No, well, they're not. They're playing South Africa. Africa. Um, now, they'll lose a couple of players from... Yeah. England, who don't uh, don't have full release, I think, outside that window. Yeah. But I'm going to go with a Welsh win. Of course you are. I'm going by Wales by two points or more. I think it's going to be close. South Africa just beat Italy. No, yep. it didn't, but just beat Italy. I don't know what I'm saying now. South You're Africa right. thumped Italy. You're still pissed, that's why. Yeah. South Africa thumped Italy. Yeah. 35-6 at the weekend. But I'm going a Wales win by two, so get yeah, your right. money on there. Um, I think. By the way, there's... um. There's a girl a couple of car, car park spaces over, and when she pulled up, um, she finished off her big um, McDonald's like drink cup or whatever. Finished it off, got a, walked out with a McDonald's bag and stuck it all in the bin. David, yes, she's just walked in, and she's got a big Burger King, and she's now smashing the Burger King in her car. And I look at that and I think, God, what are you doing to the inside of your body? I also think, God, I want to eat that with you. The burger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can go for one after. I'm, I'm up for a Whopper with cheese. Um, but anyway, yeah, just before we end up on, the, finish up on international rugby, Japan drawing with France. Oh, mate, mate. 
or let's just let's just let's just say it, okay? Uh, who uh, talks to the try scorers for Japan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. they know what they're doing. Um, great result for Japan. Super chuffed for them. By the way, they had a conversion, really tough conversion, which would have won them the game, which they missed, understandably. But um, France is a shambles. They were a shambles under Philippe Saint Andre because he was the wrong guy. He was always the wrong guy, but they always, they love picking the wrong guy to run the team. Yeah, they pick him and they say, right, that's it. Enough's enough. We're sacking him. And we're going to give someone who is five years past his sell-by date at Toulouse the job, the biggest job in France, because he knows the right people and he's the king of France or whatever it is. And as soon as he got the job, we all said, this is going to be a shambles. It's a shambles. They should have given Clive Woodward the job when apparently he wanted it. He would have knocked a few people around and sorted the place out. And it's a terrible, terrible shame because... France is so talent-rich, and it's about more than just having a league with too many foreigners in it. There's loads of reasons, but it's an an absolute state, and I think it's unforgivable, that's what I think. Um, Clive Woodward, right, coach of the Lions, nice bloke, like him a lot, but doesn't he have a huge gap between the bottom of his nose and the top of his lip? thought about this. It's called the, um, I think it's the fulcrum or something. I've looked at it before oh, it? Because, of, because of Clive, yeah. I've often wondered what that was. So the, It's huge. The septum is the bit that... Um, Daniela Westbrook snorted out of her nose yes. via the septum. Now the bit that Clive's got is the bit between the bottom of your nose and the top of his and the top of his upper lip. I think it's called the fulc- uh, Tell me if I email in if I'm wrong or t- tweet in if I'm wrong. Fulcrum or something like that. Yeah, I've looked at it. I, honestly, I've looked at it because of him before. I've thought that is. I do a better name than that because the Gooch is a good name. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, in America they call the Gooch the Taint. Do they? Yeah. Because. Right. Taint your ass and taint your dick. That's what the guy said to me in Philly. <laughs> I might have to blank ass. that out, okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what he called it. We had a cameraman in, in Philly who was like Clint Eastwood. So he said, taint your ass, taint your dick. Again, I'm going to have to probably yeah, okay. do some more work now. Thank um, you. Listen, we, what you think we're doing now is going on to like a question section, but I really want to get home to Bath to watch my daughter play hockey. So can we skip we'll it? We'll do three questions. All right, fine. Go. Right, David. Um, we said we keep this short so you go can on go, then. Make it go short, see then. your daughter play or is it hockey yeah okay would either of you go on I'm a Celebrity uh, let, let me answer that let me answer that with a little a quick tale um, remember you've got to see your, your daughter play hockey uh-huh, yeah uh, being at walking into England camp once and um, a certain Mr Dalio had just done an advert from McDonald's where it said, you want beef, 100% beef, nothing but beef, you come to the right place. And it was like, not a great, not a brilliant advert. And everyone was like, oh, you know, you lose a cup, but if you did that, and he just said something on the lines of, yeah, I know, mate, you'd have done it for 100 grand. So that's true. Very <laughs> that true. is absolutely true. So the answer is no, but the truth is when you've got a mortgage and you've got children, if someone offers you shed loads of money for something that isn't very difficult and takes a few weeks, it's pretty hard to say no as long as you're not hurting anyone. I reckon... Um Lee Burns' advert for um, Cash for Gold is up there with the greatest. If anyone can find that advert, yeah, I think it was done in around 2008. Please, please tweet us a link or tweet it in. Um, Bernie diving for gold in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so, yeah. Any other questions we got? We don't actually have many questions this week. Um, here's one. Any chance to change the format a bit? Like the Russian Shanks thing the other week. Maybe put flats on the bench for a while until he can up his game a bit. That is from um, Smithy. Cheers, okay. Smithy. Um, Don't like David, do you? You're prop as well, are you? Sorry? Didn't like you, does he? 
Because you like saying you, yeah. you have to take a back seat. Yeah. Probably a prop. Yeah. Uh, here's one about um, from Hugh on email. Why does everyone talk about having playmakers at 10 and 12 as if it's new? Two grand slams with Henson at 12. People aren't saying it's new, are they? No, it's not saying it's new. We just went away from it. We went. We tried a different philosophy of being yeah. direct with 12 and getting over the gain line and trying to play with quick ball and trying to get around the corner fast and defenders got around the corner so there'd be more space and we did that for too long and we didn't also have any other ball maker 12s coming through because not every team has a, a playmaker at 12 yeah. and if they are there's sometimes a converted 10 which doesn't always work because they're quite lightweight and not all are good at tackling or defending which is a huge part of playing 12 Yeah. Um, if you can defend and you can attack and you can create and you can kick then that's that's a bonus that's why Henson's good that's why Farrell's good that's why Marnonu was so good because they can do it all yeah 100% I'm with you man um, that's it for questions yeah look, I, look thanks for all the questions I love the pod I love you all our listeners but um, one of my real treats is on a Monday afternoon if I can possibly make it watching my little girl play hockey so I'm going to go and do that what position does she play uh, left back oh, I love her in the changing room <laughs> Right back <laughs> behind the posts. <laughs> uh, ta Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.